together we can reach more people and we can convince more people that this is something they can do too. Welcome to the Family Travel Podcast by A Big Peachy Adventure, where we help families plan their adventures, whether it's for a week, indefinite or anywhere in between. No matter what your budget, we bring you hints and tips from the experts, inspirational stories of families who are living their dreams, as well as must-see highlights from places that we and our guests visit. Hello and thanks for joining us on the Family Travel Podcast. Um, we're your hosts, Michael and Natalie from A Big Peachy Adventure. We hope you're all really great and enjoying your travels or making your plans to travel. First up, we'd like to thank everyone who leaves feedback and reviews on what they love and what they would like to see done or not done on the show. We're doing this all for you guys. We don't get paid, so feedback is everything to us. So keep it up. We are currently in Darwin and I don't, don't know about you, Michael, but I'm exhausted. There's too much fun stuff There's going on. There's so much fun stuff going on. Darwin loves to throw an event. So between the markets and the community events and things such as Halloween, which was tonight, and then the water parks every night, we just can't keep up. So we've been a bit slack recently on keeping everyone up to date on what we've been up to, but we are house-sitting at the moment and it's been a great new experience for us. So we'll have an episode on house-sitting soon. But today we are talking about blogging. Well, Michael is because I am in the intro and then I do my disappearing act. And it's because we're having a real hard time with Darwin time zones compared to the eastern seaboard. I was urgently needed elsewhere. And that urgently needed elsewhere was Eddie. Eddie, always Eddie. <laughs> it's always Eddie, recurring theme. So you probably noticed uh, if you're on Facebook that it seems to be the done thing that nearly every travelling family has a Facebook page, but not every family. Some families have a private Facebook group and some have gone the extra step of having a website. So today's episode is with Bryony Sumner from Coasting Australia and we dig deep into setting up a blog and the pros and cons of keeping it on Facebook, uh, setting up a page, setting up a group or building your own website. Uh, on top of this as well, Bryony, who is a master at this stuff, um, talks about you know the things that you should consider if you are going to set up a blog on a website and some of the mistakes to avoid. Uh, a very insightful episode, and before you think about uh, setting up your own travel blog, highly recommend you check it out. So while we're on the topic of blogs, we have a blog, which I'm not sure how many people have explored further, but we're constantly updating it with new articles as we learn more and more about the world of blogging. You can find it at abigpeachyadventure.com.au. But for now, here is our interview with Bryony. So, Bryony, welcome to the Family Travel Podcast. Hey, Bryony. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, we're so happy to have you on. Now, um, we love your Facebook page and we're, we're followers along there. And um, the other thing that we love following and we get loads of information from is um, your blog, Coasting Australia. So, can you tell us a bit about, launch off today by telling us a bit about your blog and how you got started? Sure. Sure. Um, I have worked in the travel industry for a long time and when our second little boy, Arthur, arrived, I gave up work for the first time. I'd worked the whole way through my first pregnancy and when my little boy, first little boy was young and then decided to give up work full time 
when we had two. And I just found after about three or four weeks, my brain was going to mush. I needed some, I needed an outlet. I needed to keep doing something creative. And that's when I stumbled across blogging. It was a pure accident. And back in the early days, I was blogging about parenting, you know, all the funny little things that happen and how your life has changed. And, yeah. You know, um, just sharing parenting insights with people. And one day we were watching TV and my husband turned around and said, let's go traveling. And our um, boys were 18 months and like three weeks old when this happened, I think. And um, I looked at him like he was mad. I said, well, that's just, you know, why? Why would we do that? You know, we've got the mortgage now and you're working. The boys are just too young, you know. We'll wait. Yeah, I think a lot of people say the same, you know, we'll wait till we're older. Let's wait till the boys are you know, we've left home and we'll do it. We'll do the proper lap of Australia then. It's something we always want to do. And he said, no, let's just do it. Let's just do it. Let's go. So, you know, after a couple of days, I thought, yeah, why not? You know, let, let's let's look at it properly. And um, I started following a few other travel blogs, a few other families that were already doing it. And it made me realize it really is achievable. It's not as hard as you think. Are you guys, you guys probably not the same. It's, it's not as hard as you think it will be. And um, after reading these other travel blogs, I got inspired to then start blogging about our journey. So I stopped blogging about parenting and I changed my website name to Coast in Australia and started writing about our travel journey. You know, the journey from making a decision to how we were tracking with all our, you know, selling the house and uh, not selling the house, selling all our things and, you know, finding a tenant for the house and how to declutter and all that kind of thing. And it's just grown from there, really. Wonderful. And I guess that's probably a um, really good difference. This is about the whole journey, getting started, uh, your experiences and the lessons learned, I guess, as well. Yeah. And I think that's what people um, want to read too. You know, you can find a lot of destination information. There's millions of articles on places around Australia, but people want to hear about the personal side of things, how you arrived there and the things that happened along the way and you know, just to get a bit of an insight, really. So tell me about the moment when your husband finally was able to convince you to make the decision to travel. It was liberating, I think, because we were always travellers. Like, we met when we were travelling. I'm obviously from um, the UK. I came over as a backpacker when I was 20. He was travelling Australia. He's from Sydney. He was driving up through the Northern Territory with his mates and their car broke down at the roadhouse that I was working at and that's how we met um we were actually married six months later wow so we yeah we were it was a bit whirlwind surprised our families and got married and um continued traveling for the next 15 years and we were just traveling and we didn't have kids you know till late in our 30s so it was something that was always intrinsic to us you know we've we've always traveled and it was like we just fell into this comfort zone you know uh, get pregnant, have kids, you know, buy the house, get the mortgage, get the jobs. And it was just suffocating us, really. It wasn't us at all. So, yeah, it, I quite quickly came around to the the idea just based on that, that this is who we are. Um, and it was really liberating. Now, when you have your website up now, this is a little bit different than a Facebook site. Yeah. For those people out there who are starting traveling and they're trying to capture their memories and maybe they do have a story to share, when is it you reckon it's worth considering a website travel blog instead of just a Facebook site? 
I think if you're sharing for friends and family, Facebook's perfect. Um, it's got all the brilliant functionalities to share photos and videos and, you know, be live with you along the way. But if you really want to share your story on a wider scale and build a community or inspire other people, if you want to go public, then a website's definitely the way to go from the start. Now, I remember when I was about 25, I worked somewhere and I started a MySpace page and I remember one mm. of the girls at the office said, Michael, you're too old for MySpace. <laughs> and a lot of the listeners out here may not even remember MySpace or never have <laughs> heard of it. So one of the things that I like about the whole having a website thing is at least you own it. Exactly. That, yeah, that's the that's a big key point of a website. You own the content and... You own the design as well. So on your Facebook page, you know, if you visited, um, we went to Dubbo, for example, did loads of things in Dubbo, shared some stories from there. Um, if a visitor's just only just discovered our page, they jump on, they're only going to see what we're doing now. And it's impossible unless they scroll through that feed for, you know, probably days because it was quite a long time ago. They're not going to be able to see the kind of the history of your travels. So that makes sense. It's really yeah. tricky to, to search a Facebook page. Whilst if you've got your website, you've got the search box on there, you can um, organize all your posts by state. Um, you know, by we, we also travel with our dogs, so we've got pet-friendly categories on there. So you really control all that. And there's the other risk with Facebook as well. You just never know what they're going to do next. So I've heard of Facebook pages getting closed down or people losing access so you really don't have control over your content. Whilst with a website, you can do what you like. You know, you can really build your following on there. You can, you've got the opportunity to build an email list as well, which is really important, meaning you can talk directly to your online friends, your, your new community. So it gives you a lot, lot more control. Okay, wonderful. So it sounds like if you're just having somewhere to host your memories for friends and family so they can keep track of you, Facebook by all means, but if you want yep. to make it more public, then it sounds like a website's the way to go. Definitely. And it's it's a lot easier and cheaper than I think people assume at the start. Um, another thing about if you're doing it for, for friends and family too, I'd really recommend doing a Facebook group. That way you can control who sees your content and you do have the function in there to search so you can find memories a lot more easily. Whilst if on a page... That's, that can be, you know, anyone can see that. So it's almost public. Now, it sounds like a lot of hard work for people who have got no website experience or they don't know coding or mm -hmm. anything like that. The whole setting yeah. up a website thing can seem pretty daunting and overwhelming. Exactly. What would be your top, you know, three to five recommendations for someone who wanted to get started with building a website? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Once you know what you're doing, once you get started, it's easy. But those first steps can be really overwhelming. There's so many little things right at the start. And you also mentioned, you know, how do you get started when you've got no coding experience or IT experience and that. Luckily with WordPress, they really have made it simple. So um, anyone could be a web developer now. Once you know those basic skills, you can just keep diving deeper and deeper. And a lot of it is kind of, drag and drop and you know um you can just do it all 
in Windows, in the browser and things. You don't need to go into HTML and coding and all that. You can, once you learn a bit more, you can get into that, but you don't need it to start with. So I, my biggest recommendation to getting a blog started is to get help, to ask questions and to really just open yourself up to that learning process. So you can Google how to start a blog and you'll be hit with millions and millions of different pages, uh, all offering different advice. 99% of those guaranteed will be um, what's called affiliate pages. So people trying to sell you a product, if you start your blog with them, they make money from that. So the first thing you need to do really is to do a little bit of research on what you want to achieve with your blog. So like I say, if you're doing it for friends and family, Facebook's perfect. You might also want to have a, lo- a hobby website for yourself and for friends and family. I've met quite a few people who don't really like using Facebook. Um, I've got friends who don't even have Facebook accounts, and it really kind of puts them off. They want to share their travels, but they don't want to do it all on Facebook. So you can also get a free website, and that's even easier to set up. And you can have... A free website, you don't pay for hosting, you don't pay for an individual domain name. So you choose your domain name, it has a little extension on the end. But um, if you'd like to say, if you're just doing it for a hobby, that's perfect. Oh, sorry, what, what does uh, extension mean? Sorry, so if um, one of, for example, one of the free website companies is called Wix.com. So, for example, if I wanted my free website with Wix, um, my domain, which is my web address, would be coastingaustralia.wix.com. Wonderful. So it's just a little, you know, it's just a little addition on the end, which is perfect if it's just a hobby. Um, but if you did want to do it a bit more professionally, that's definitely, um, definitely avoid that. that. Don't go for a free website. So that's really the first advice. Do some research, get help. Um, there's lots of Facebook groups out there that you can join as well. And never be afraid to ask questions. Everyone asks the same questions at the start. And don't be afraid to sound stupid. You know, like when I first started blogging, I was really shy. I didn't actually tell anyone about my blog for about four months. <laughs> and then, you know, when I finally did, um, no one was really bothered, to be honest. <laughs> you, know, you think there's going to be this big announcement, but, you know, um, it was my friends and family reading it. And now um, it's, it's grown. It's grown massively. Um, but it's taken three years. Like, don't expect it to kind of um, take off straight away. It takes quite a long time to build it up, um, get readership, build a community. You know, it doesn't happen overnight either. So be patient because there is a lot, of, a lot of things to learn at the start and it can get super overwhelming. And I hear all the time about people who start blogs and then just give up after six months or 12 months because it's not where they wanted it to be. But it definitely takes longer than that. So you're kind of in it for the long haul if you decide to start a blog, definitely. And I think that's uh, some great advice. It's not like you're going to start a website tomorrow and then next Mm -hmm. week be working on a beach and a laptop for the rest of your life. Exactly. And a lot of people do portray that. A lot of, you know, kind of blogging courses and things portray that lifestyle. There is, you know, this whole thing, start a blog and earn six figures. And it's very rarely the case that that will happen. So you just need to look at what um, what you want to achieve from your blog. And, you know, definitely don't expect it to start making money within the first, I'd say, 18 months to two years at least. Um, and if you do want to make an income from your blog, you would really do have to treat it like a job and work quite hard on it. And no one wants that when they're traveling. You know, who wants to be working all the time when you're trying to, You've given up work to 
to live the dream and travel with your family. So you've got to find that balance of what it is that you want. And I think that's a good point. No one wants to be spending their whole time behind a laptop screen Mm -mm. while they're traveling. Yeah. So, but a lot of people are doing that anyway because they're writing long, elaborate posts on Facebook and including those on Facebook. So is there much difference between how hard it is to write a Facebook post versus putting it on a website and, you know, should you think about doing it on a website instead of Facebook? Yeah, I think so. I do think so. Like I find, like if I do an elaborate post on Facebook, I simply copy and paste it into a blog post as well. So I've got it there and um, easier to find and share and it'll get, you know, it's, it'll get more traffic. It'll live longer on a website once, you know, after a few days, posts disappear off Facebook. So it's definitely worth having it on the website. And I find as well, Facebook is such a black hole. I can jump onto Facebook to do a quick post about somewhere we've been and an hour later I'm scrolling through recipes and I'm reading other people's stuff and I'm looking at photos so I think you know Facebook can be a real drain on your time whilst when you've got this website it's really good because you can focus on just what you want to share and what you want to say you know it's a lot more it's a lot more focused on your travel stories (laughs) <laughs> Good advice. I think it, uh, yeah, Facebook can be a bit of a, a time thief. What are some of the other recommendations you'd make for beginners? For beginners, um, definitely um, decide what you want to write about. Um, that might sound silly, but for example, the market's quite saturated at the moment. There's a lot of family travel bloggers. And so you need to kind of find your point of difference the thing that you really are passionate about so for us um we travel with our dog and we're in our bus our kids are younger so we focus on you know the younger the free stuff to do with younger kids and things like that and there's other brilliant blogs out there um i know one her son has autism so she blogs about travel with autism and there's people that blog about travel with twins um you know fishing families who fish um i just helped someone a lovely family set up their blog and they run so their new site is called running around australia which is really fun and it's very inspiring um so yeah they just find something that you really love because if you try and please everybody you'll just end up pleasing nobody you know your content will be diluted you'll be trying to write something for someone else just really focus on what you're passionate about um, and the stories that you can tell. So that's your kind of first thing. Just really focus, like sit down and do a brainstorm, write down all the things that make you different and that, you know, all the stories that you want to tell and try and incorporate that into a name. Now, I reckon picking the name for your blog has to be the hardest thing of the whole process. It's so tricky to find a good name, um, you know, and it's got to be, there's all these different things that it needs to be too. You know, you don't want it to be too long and it's got to be easy to remember. So try and incorporate, sit down and have a real big brainstorm about that. Um, And once you've done that, I think it's really important to have a think about how much time you want to spend blogging as well and try and stick to that too. And I think that's some really good advice about narrowing your focus slightly because, I mean, the reality is we don't need another article or Facebook post about Paranella Park. <laughs> I mean, we've, we've seen 5,000 of those just this year. <laughs> so exactly. um, 
I'll, I'll share in the um, show notes a great article I came across not too long ago. It's called A Thousand True Fans by Kevin Kelly, where the premise of it is if you write specifically for 1,000 people and try to develop the best content in the world, you'll develop a raving fan base. And that's obviously going to bleed over into other areas anyway. I absolutely agree. And people are so focused on numbers, on Facebook especially. How many fans do you have, you know? Um, I want to get 100,000 fans. And it's much more valuable to have a 1,000, you know, a 1,000 strong community than to have 100,000 people who never interact with you or talk to you. You know, um, more important is having a look at um, the Facebook pages where, you know, there is a community. People are talking to each other. People are asking for help. That's another big thing as well with the blog. It's it's not just about talking about yourself. It's trying to help people. So try and be trying to be entertaining and to be helpful. If you keep those things in mind when you're doing your writing, that's another way to be successful when you're blogging as well. Always think, how can I serve my audience? What are they looking for? What do they need from me today? So on that, what would you say are some of the, I guess, top mistakes that you commonly see when people first get going with starting a blog? Um, I see. The, the main one is that people put all their eggs into one basket. They throw all their passion and um, power into Facebook or Instagram. But that's got to be the biggest mis- mistake if you know if you want to blog professionally, like we've talked about. Um, the other thing is to I see quite a few people um, putting out negative vibes on on blogs, and I, I don't think that serves anyone very well. I think it's really important to. To keep it positive, you know, I, I don't, um, I don't really subscribe to sharing negative experiences. I prefer, you know, just to talk directly to to people. You know, say if we stayed at a, a campground that was rubbish, or you know, we've had bad service, I'd, t- I'd try just to talk to the manager rather than sharing it all over the internet. I don't think that that kind of negative blogging serves anyone very well. So they're really the main two that I see at the start. I think. Um, the other one is that people do get too overwhelmed and they you know, see these brilliant people, these brilliant blogs, and they just go by the wayside because people don't, you know, they get overwhelmed and they don't stick with it. That's another big mistake. I think you do have to commit, like I say, two or three years at least. And I think the comment you made earlier, you know, treating it like a job. Yeah. It's one of the reasons I'm stepping back a little bit from it for the next few months and um, we make we make a little bit of money now from the website, but I got to the point where it was like a full-time job for me and it was stressing me out and I was losing all these precious moments on the road because I was trying to think of the next, you know, the next job I had to do in my to-do list. And we're going to Tasmania in a couple of weeks for three months and I really want to embrace that. I don't want to have to be thinking of work while we're traveling. It's what one of the reasons why we started traveling. So I'm going to put it on the back burner for a while. But that's one of the beautiful things about blogging. You know, I've decided this is my goal. This is my aim. And, and my blog's there really to serve me. And if I'm getting stressed over it and I'm, you know, uh, losing family time on it, then it, I have, you know, that control just as I right now. Not this week. I'm not doing it anymore, you know. At the end of the day... We're doing this travel thing for the travel, yes, exactly. not to generate online business. Oh, that's it. And I do see a lot of people um, looking like, how can I make money from my blog? I want to make it now. And I'm looking into affiliate marketing. And affiliate marketing, it, it's described as passive income. So um, for anyone that doesn't know, it's um, if I, for example, recommend um, a product to you, I have my own link. 
um, say like the the pegless clothesline. If I put that on my Facebook page and someone buys it, I make a commission from that, and that's basically affiliate marketing. And it's described as a passive income, but I think that's very, very misleading because there's no such thing as a passive income. Or maybe if you stick an advert on your site, like um, Google ads on your site, so put people come onto your site and click the advert and buy something, but that's very, very difficult to get um, to the level where that can make you a proper income. So affiliate marketing, you re- that in itself is a full-time job. And I think I see a lot of upcoming bloggers thinking that's what they need to focus on. Affiliate marketing is the way to go, and we're going to make money from that, and it's going to be easy. And it's really not. And you need a big following to get any kind of income from those kind of streams. So I'd recommend really at the start, concentrate on that content, concentrate on how to really help your audience, how to build a community, and just make sure you're having fun with it. Make sure that those goals that you wrote down when you were brainstorming about your blog, you know, what you want to write about and the things you want to get from your blog, just stay true to them and check in with them every now and then. Because if you start trying to make money and start trying to sell products, and it can quite quickly take over the whole focus of your blog and the feel of your content that you're putting out. And then it becomes kind of spammy and people see through that straight away. So, yeah. Yep. So don't turn it into an infomercial. Exactly right. Yeah. And I, yeah, that's, that's right. And I do get like, everyone wants to make money from their websites, but there are, that will grow kind of organically as your following does and as your website gets, gets bigger. So give value first. Yeah. Give value first and always, I think just keep doing that. And um, that's the, um, that's the only way to really be successful with the website. I feel in the long term and stay true to yourself. Normally, at the end of each episode, we ask people, you know, where can we find you? And people normally give their Facebook address or yep. their website page. If someone wanted to find you, what was a particular article that we could link to in the show notes? What's your favorite article that if we pointed them in your direction, you'd love them to read that one first? Well, um, <laughs> but, um put you on the spot with this one, didn't I? <laughs> no, I think. Um, for the, con- the, the content that we've been talking about today, about starting a blog, if you head to coastingaustralia.com forward slash blog, you can find all my kind of blogging-related information. So there's information on there about a course that I released about six months ago, and it's a real kind of mentorship program. So it's not like the other online courses where you kind of just log in, do the course, and you're done. I have done a lot of videos, so where you see my face in the corner of the screen and I take you through, and like you were saying before about sharing your screen, when you were helping your friend build the website, that's the kind of vibe I've got for the course. It's real one-on-one. There's also a private Facebook group in there that you can join um, where I'm available whenever I'm online to answer personal questions as well. And I've done a couple of Skype logins with students too when they've got really stuck because I do understand how hard it is when you're first getting started. And once you pass those first tricky bits, then, it, yeah, people just tend to figure everything out by themselves after that. But it's those first steps that are really quite the hardest if you don't have the IT background. You can also find a lot of free resources that I've been putting on there as well. There's a checklist on all the things you need to think about when you're starting a blog. And I could probably talk about this for days and days. There's so many little <laughs> things. So I've tried to chuck it all in a checklist. So rather than link to just your website, I'll link to that specific area. I'm going to go have a look myself because that checklist, 
as someone who's been uh, hosting a website for a little while now, I bet you there's still things on there that I've missed. So <laughs> I'll double check that one. But an- another big thing that I forgot to mention is to network. And really important when you start any kind of blog or Facebook page, there's no competition. Um, you might think, oh, I want to be like that blogger, that that's my competition. But it's not, it's not like that at all. It's a really great community. That's one of the best things I've found about blogging is it's introduced me to people like you and other families who I would never have met before. Um, we all share each other's stories, you know, and promote each other and lift each other up. So don't ever think that another blogger is your competition. You know, everyone's kind of in it together and we're all on the same, the same goal. And you know what? We've covered a lot of valuable information here, but if there was one takeaway <laughs> that I could give from this podcast to anyone listening would be that it's about community, not yes. competition. Yes, now, exactly. I don't know. People may have got the sense that we love sharing other people's stories here. We love sharing <laughs> other people's blog posts and it's not about competition. It's about, wow, look at that great content they've created exactly. because a rising tide lifts all ships. So, yeah. Exactly right. And Together we can reach more people and we can convince more people that this is something they can do too. So we'll link to the uh, your resources on how people can get started. And Thank yeah, you. as someone who helped a mate do it yesterday who had zero IT background, <laughs> Within 10 minutes, it was like, this isn't that bad at all. So thank you very much for your time today. Yeah, it's been fun. Thanks, Michael and Natalie. Thank you for listening to a big peachy adventure of families travelling full-time. What drives us is hearing of those we've inspired to simplify their life and take the first step towards their travelling goals. So please, if you get any value from what we're doing, the biggest reward we could ask is that you share this podcast with your travelling buddies don't forget to click subscribe and also please leave us a review five stars hopefully but if not that's okay please leave a comment and let us know what we can do better if you'd like to connect with us personally or have any questions you can find us on facebook at a big peachy adventure see you on the road and happy travels